Robin Hood by Benedict Flynn. Late one night, a long time ago, before you were born, before your parents were born, a traveller made his way across a snow-covered field towards a great forest. The snow was deep. With every step, he sank up to his thighs. He was oddly dressed for an English winter. Wrapped around his head was a length of cloth like a Saracen's turban, and his leggings were baggy and tied at the ankle. At his waist hung a curved and jewelled dagger, only the sheepskin cloak he clutched around him looked as if it provided any protection against the cold. He was not a Saracen, though he might look like one at first. When he sank up to his waist in the snow with the next step, he cursed in English, and across his back hung a great English longbow with a quiver of clothyard arrows. Up ahead, the shelter of the spreading oaks and broad beaches of Sherwood glittered with frost. There were many men who feared the forest at night, if this traveller had heard their stories, he gave no sign. As he reached the trees, his step was firm and confident, as if he was returning home from a day at the plough. The snow should be less deep here. I might mate Loxley before too long, and finally a fire. Loxley Castle for Christmas after all this time. Young Dickin at the roasting spit, too close to the fire, roasting himself. Nat the weaver with a nose red as a holly berry from drink, the dogs, and my father laughing away with them all. Except this Christmas there will be me. That should surprise them. He caught his breath suddenly. In the clearing ahead, caught by the moonlight, stood a stag, motionless, every nerve straining to listen, not for the traveller's soft footfalls, but for the hunter who rose, very slowly, from a pool of darkness a bowshot away. A frozen twig cracked. The stag leapt and fell, dead in an instant, an arrow deep in its chest. But no sooner had the hunter stepped into the clearing than the air hummed again. This time it was he who fell to the forest floor, pierced clean through the shoulder by an arrow. "'You were warned, Walter,' said a stocky man with a pointed face, emerging from the shadows, bow in hand. The sheriff will have you on the end of a rope this time, and I'll be happy to watch you swing. The hunter coughed where he lay on the ground and spat blood thick and black against the snow in the moonlight. <laughs> Curse you, worm, and you lickspittle traitor! Would I kill the king's deer unless I had to? I have little ones starving as I lie here. For their sake, let me be! Worman appeared to think for a moment, and he heaved a sigh. Go on then, run, he said then. It's Christmas after all, but don't let me catch you again. Walter struggled to his feet, muttering thanks and clutching at his shoulder. Then he was off through the trees. He had not gone far when Worman raised his bow and drew the string to his cheek. Fool, Walter, he said. What's Christmas got to do with it? But before he could let fly, he gave a howl. <coughs> there was an arrow through his hand. Pull it out, Gilbert! Pull it out! he shouted. Another man dashed out from the trees. He broke the head off and pulled it free. Get after Walter! Get after him! Stay still, both of you, if you value your life. The next one kills, 
said a voice. They froze. Gilbert dropped his bow. Who's that? Wormen shouted into the forest, searching the trees. This is the sheriff's business. Who's there? But there was no answer from the forest. No hidden bowman revealed himself, and it was a long time before they dared move. <laughs>